You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the African Father in America podcast. I hope you had a nice weekend. My name is Simon Javan Okelo and uh, I am the host of the African Father in America podcast. And uh, this morning, it's actually exactly 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. This morning, I have a really amazing special guest, uh, the founder and CEO of Also Safe. Sabrina also is here with us and uh, we are going to learn a lot about the work that she's doing uh, in order for us to feel safe where we live, where we work, where we go to school. Uh, but before we do that, we are going to dive into an African proverb from Egypt. That's our proverb for the day. And the proverb says that one foot is not enough to walk with. One foot is not enough to walk with. I want to quickly share the three nuggets of wisdom that we prepared for you today. And then we are going to hear what Sabrina's interpretation of today's proverb is going to be. So if you're joining us on YouTube, thank you so much. And uh, I know that we have a few of our friends joining us on Clubhouse as well. I just want to pin the live stream link at the top of the Clubhouse room in order for you all to have access to that. I just want to thank Lavender and Dominic and I don't know if Stella is here already. Uh, you know, some of you are why we are here today. You are making this work possible. So thank you. Take a minute if you're watching on, uh, if you're listening on Clubhouse, take a minute and share the link uh, to this conversation across all social media platforms. And also if you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel and give this video a thumbs up. Uh, I'm just grateful uh, for the time that you're giving us today. I am currently pinning the link uh, to the Clubhouse conversation so that all of you have access to it. Um, so when we come back to these uh, nuggets of wisdom uh, that we've prepared for our show today, uh, I just want to go through the first one here. Uh, the first one says that don't try to do too much at once. Don't try to do too much at once. Uh, the second one says if you want to get somewhere, you need to put in the work. So I'm summarizing this. I would have gone even deeper in talking about them, but I want to include our guest today. So the third one says that walking is a good way to get around, but it's a lot easier if you have both feet working together. So I'll, I'll share those uh, to get us started, but I want to hear what Sabrina has to say in regards to this proverb. Sabrina, when I sent you this proverb uh, earlier, uh, what is it that came to your mind when you first read it? That it makes perfect sense. Uh, it's better to have both feet to, and, and that could be, that could be synonymous to so many things, right? Uh, uh, you'll go faster, you will go further, you will uh, accomplish more. Um, I feel like it's it's saying be committed, you know, be committed, both feet uh, and focused. And you can't be focused or committed if you have one, if you're only on one leg, you know, or one foot. Uh, when you have both feet, both 
both legs, both um, you're, you're in it and it's a commitment and a focus and, uh, and it's necessary. Um, so I agree with that proverb. Uh, I never heard of it before, but, but I feel like I've lived it without knowing that it's an African proverb, you know, um, and also it kind of, uh, it says it's similar to, I guess it takes a village to raise a child, you know? So, um, I think that's an African proverb too. Uh, you, you can't do it all by yourself. You know, you need, you need help and it's okay to have help. It's you, you need stability. You need to be on a solid foundation and that's two legs, two feet. Um, yeah, so I hope I answered the question. You did, you did, you did very well. And I love that you also added another another amazing and also popular African proverb, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And uh, growing up in Kenya, uh, you know, it literally took a village to grow a child. Uh, it took uh, the entire village to actually even keep us safe in our community. We were so free. We were... You know, here in America, I'm raising three young girls. You know, uh, my oldest daughter is eight and the youngest is three. Uh, and a lot of the time, me as a parent, I worry. I think about the worst case scenarios. But that that's one thing I don't think my parents had to deal with in Kenya. They used to, maybe they worried a little, but they would let us just play the whole day, like on Saturday we would be gone, you know, everybody had their own plan, you know. <laughs> I would be playing in soccer tournaments in different neighborhoods the, the entire weekend, you know. Um, but here we have to think about safety even more, you know. Uh, and in Kenya now things have changed. Uh, safety is also really, really critical. Things have changed because uh, people are moving away from the rural areas into the villages. Uh, but I want to go to the next segment where I really want you to share with us a story, a childhood story, you know, something that, uh, you know, re re keeps you going with the work that you're doing now. Because uh, even the work I do for producing this uh, podcast, the African Father in America podcast, it's, um, it's something that if you're not committed, you can easily give up, you know. Uh, the work that I do with my media company, uh, One Vibe Media or non-profit organization, you can easily give up. Uh, and earlier on, before we started the show, you were speaking about how challenging the work you do can be sometime. So I want you to share with us a story and maybe I'll share a quick story here to give you an idea of what uh, I'm, I'm looking for. When I was eight years old, growing up in Manyata, the area was describing Manyata in Kisumu, Kenya. Uh, you know, we were we were growing up in a, in a very large family. And one of the things that my mother did in order to uh, make the money that she needed to sustain our whole family, she began distributing milk and bread in our neighborhood in Kenya, you know? So I was one of the people that helped her distribute the milk and bread. And so I had a bicycle that I would ride around the neighborhood in the morning, dropping off the bread, and then later on collecting the money using that bike. So. I share that story with many people um, as an example of why those moments shape who I am today, you know, the work I do uh, and even the, the kind of person I'm trying to be in the world uh, is really because of those 
moments when I was alone on that bicycle, when I was engaging with those business people, community members, uh, you know, those are the days that shaped who I am today. And uh, I want you to share a similar story that could help us learn a little bit more about you and also uh, bring us uh, soon into the work that you do with Also Safe. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, I thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for giving your example. Uh, I have to say, uh, I grew up with uh, abuse, violence. I, I've had enough therapy to be open enough to say that without feeling ashamed or fearful, uh, because it's it's healing, you know. So I have not good memories of my childhood uh not really anyway and so i thought about answering this and um i do remember uh i was uh my parents were fighting in italy uh, i'm i'm an italian american i was born here but my parents were born and raised in italy and i was 16 years old and i know i'm not a you're not a child at 16 but they were fighting and they were very, I knew it was going to escalate or it, like it, as it always does. So, and I just wanted to go out. I just wanted to go out. So, and when you live in that type of environment, everything is a problem. Everything is a war from the smallest things that you think like putting a bread on the table is a fight to getting sick or maybe getting a bad grade at school or getting a good grade. Everything was a battle. So in Italy, I remember distinctly, I wanted to go out and I, I don't remember the details exactly, but um, they were fighting and I got dressed up and I went out by myself. I walked to the pizzeria in Italy. It was on the Mediterranean Sea because where my family's from, it's beautiful there. It's beautiful. And I sat down, I paid for a pizza and a, I, I forgot what I drank, but I remember that very distinctly because it, it was one of the first times that I, I took control of my fate for myself and not be afraid to just go, just go do something good for yourself. Um, yeah, so that has stuck with me. Uh, I, I think it'll always uh, remain. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so, so that that's a childhood, an older childhood memory. Uh, like I said, I was 16 years old and I still remember what I wore. Uh, you know, and we're talking years ago. Right, right. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And uh, I just appreciate I appreciate you for taking us, you know, for a virtual and also just a mental journey to Italy. You know, uh, I just loved that. I want to welcome, you know, all our guests who are joining us on YouTube. Uh, thank you so much. Make sure you uh, you subscribe to the channel if you haven't. And also let us know what uh, your thoughts are in regards to our conversation, whether you're listening on Clubhouse or watching on YouTube. 
uh, let us know your own perspectives of uh, what is it that you think when you hear this proverb and what is it uh, that you're hearing about Sabrina or so. Uh, and actually now we are just about to hear about the amazing work that she's doing with Also Safe. So if you're joining us, you know, uh, just uh, uh, grab yourself something warm uh, or cold, whatever you like to drink and, uh, you know, uh, you know, make sure you're engaging in this conversation. So, Sabrina, talk to us about Also Safe. You know, why did you start this, uh, you know, company, and uh, what is it that it's doing? Uh, and really, when you think about the work that you do, why are you so proud of it? Yes, um, I'm founder and CEO of Also Safe, a speaker and consultant. Uh, to promote safety and prevent violence in the workplace, schools, and in places of residence. And this company really started from a one-woman show that I wrote, choreographed, and performed years ago. I am a dancer. I started late dancing because I couldn't even think about dancing in the environment that I was in. Uh, but nevertheless, I did. I, I am a dancer. And I wrote a one woman show called Home Sweet Home. And I play different women being abused. She goes to her good place. That's where the dancing comes in. But then she's pulled back into the terror of violence. And the show ends really strong, really empowering. And I did a lot of research for the show. And Simon, I couldn't believe the statistics that I was finding how common this is unfortunately men and women you know boys and girls i would say you know and i said to myself i need to make this into a business a bona fide business with products and services that would really help people uh and make a difference like i thought back what did i need growing up what what would have made a difference in my own home so i want to point out that we're not a charity we're not a nonprofit. Um, we respect all of the nonprofits that are, are out there that exist, but we have a very different approach because we are a bona fide company. So that way the problem actually gets resolved because then there's urgency there. There's, um, look, we have to resolve this now. There's too many people suffering, especially children. I should know I was one of them. So, uh, our main focus is three markets, uh, workplaces, schools, slash universities, but the main focus is real estate, where you live. And if you think about it, all of these episodes of violence occurs in some type of residence, whether you live in a townhouse, a co-op, a condo, a single family home, a multifamily dwelling, a two family home, a villa, a mansion, a mobile home, a senior community, a dormitory, you are, that place of residence should be your sanctuary. It shouldn't be a war zone. When you put the key in your lock, it should feel like you're safe, right? It shouldn't feel like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen now? What do I have to fight now? Am I going to hear my dad beat up my mom or my mom beat up my dad and so on and so forth. So we said, look, uh, let's make this codified. Let's make safety a required standard condition of residency. What does that mean? 
we are introducing into the real estate industry also safe certifications. What does that mean? And right now we're focusing on the landlord tenant portion of the industry, but we want this to propagate over all residency. And we're saying, look, Mr. Miss landlord, hire us. We'll get your property. Oso safe certified. So they purchased the Oso safe home sweet home package. It consists of a policy, a seminar, an app, and therapists assigned to the property. So just to give a brief summation of, of the four components, the policy basically states, I promise as a resident to not act like a beast, like a barbarian, like a savage. I'm going to pro promise to practice safety. So that means no verbal, no physical, no sexual abuse with anyone that I live with. So you could live with your wife, your ex-wife, your husband, your ex-husband, your stepchildren, your children, your pets, your grandparents. There's not to be any violence, abuse, chaos, dysfunction. So that's the policy. The seminar, everybody gets educated, Simon, on facts, statistics, warning signs, definitions of abuse, what constitutes a good relationship. So that way there's no excuse Oh, I didn't know if I pulled my partner's hair, that constitutes abuse. Now you know. The third component is an app. And this app is now being um, updated, but it's an app that will detect violent-like movements. So that way the landlord gets alerts and says, wow, I just saw you beat the crap out of her in my unit two, and you just beat the crap out of him in my unit 10. You got to go you are evicted. So that way, uh, the rest of the building, the rest of the family structure is safe and you maintain property reputation, you mitigate liability, your tenants, your residents feel safe. Um, it's a win-win. And then the fourth and final component is that we have therapists assigned to the property. So that way you are required once a month to, to check in with your therapist. Is everything okay? Do you feel like anything is looming? And just to give an example, let's say your child comes home with bad grades. You know, in an also safe certified property, you're not going to beat them. You're not going to verbally disparage them, but maybe you need help in getting to the root of the problem. Maybe your child is getting bullied at school. Maybe the teacher is a problem. Maybe your child is distracted by something else. So we help you with that on a therapy uh, a counseling standpoint. It's part of your residency. All of these components together, Simon, it's preventative versus waiting for an episode of violence to occur. Police show up bad news travels fast it's too late almost to do anything and another very important component about this is that children have a say who they want to live with so if mom and dad are abusive mommy and daddy are abusive both of them we find out early on in the residency who do you feel safe with now, granted, we are aware that the child could lie. They could say, yeah, I'm safe with mommy and daddy. Meanwhile, daddy is beating them up or mommy is beating them up. 
But we know at Oso Safe that abusers can put their poker face on maybe for a month, a day, a week. Their abusive behavior manifests pretty pretty quickly. So then we know, well, this child wants to live with auntie or uncle or grandma, or grandpa. That's where they go. They have a say where they want to live way before 18 years old. Waiting until they're 18 is way too late. So the, these are the components that we are introducing into the real estate industry. And it's like holding you to a higher regard, a higher standard in residency. You live in an oh-so-safe certified property. Be proud. Be proud because now safety is a required standard condition of residency. So this is what we're doing at oh-so-safe. It's incredible. It's incredible. And also, I just love how passionate you are about it. And uh, I, I feel that this is something that neighborhood associations need to invest in for their neighborhoods and even cities. And cities could be also certified, you know. <laughs> what right. do you Thank think about you. that? That's the goal. Yes, that's the goal. And at, and then after the certifications are done, we put our logo, uh, which is behind me, outside of the property that way any pedestrian or vehicle traffic that are looking for a place to live they know what that means they say wow i would rather live there because they make safety a first priority versus somewhere else that okay great i have air conditioning i have central air i have heat hot water electricity working but what about safety so this is raising the bar in residency. Um, so thank you for your positive feedback. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much, Sabrina. If you are just joining us, this is the African Father in America podcast, and we are broadcasting live on YouTube and also live on Clubhouse. Uh, in Clubhouse, we are in the African Father in America club, and you need to be a part of the club, follow the club. It's the greenhouse at the very top of your phone screen. Uh, and then nominate three to five people to join the club. We are almost at 5,000 members of that club. So uh, it's really, really important that we continue growing that space. Now, uh, I want to open you know, the floor so that uh, we can just hear a few of our guests here, Sabrina, also contribute a comment to you and also just uh, a little bit about um, uh, the proverb that we're talking about today. So I'll quickly go to Lavender. Lavender, how are you? Where are you joining us from? Uh, and uh, what are your thoughts in regards to my conversation with Sabrina as well as uh, the proverb that we are discussing today from Egypt? Um, I will share the proverb in a second. But Sabrina, I just want to suggest that if you have a pen and paper, take notes of some of the things that uh, our friends are going to share with us today. The Egyptian proverb we are discussing says that one foot is enough. Oh, one foot is not enough to walk with. <laughs> okay, Lavender, how are you? And uh, I'll pass you the mic. Share with us your thoughts, where you are, and uh, any comments to uh, our friend Sabrina. Hello, hi Simon, hi Sabrina, and everyone else um, in the room with us. There's Lavender. Um, 
uh, speaking from Nairobi, Kenya. Um, firstly, I'd like to um, just say that Sabrina's story is very, um, like it's absolutely um, emotional and um, I'm sure many of us, uh, if not most, can identify with her sentiments about um, violence and um, unsettling <laughs> environments. And I'm so proud of you and I'm very inspired uh, being that you're providing safety, you're looking into ways to uh, make sure people are safe in the environment they work, the environment they uh, live in. It's, it's something that not everyone is doing, not even our local governments, uh, be it the US, the UK, be it Africa. No one is really concerned about the livelihood of the people. Um, so this is quite inspiring. For today's proverb, I really didn't know what to say or what to think. One foot is not enough to work with. Um, this literally is um, true because we usually need support anytime any part of your body hurts, you get an extra help to function fully. And also, um, the other thing that comes to mind is that um, for us to um, achieve whatever we want to achieve in life, we always need that extra help, the um, something from outside, whether it's food to provide us with nourishment, whether it's um, mentorship, to provide us with guidance towards um, our goals or whatever we are working on. And also on the other side, um, when I uh, look at the saying, don't put your eggs in one basket. Um, when you have all your hopes towards one thing, um, you're never sure of what's ahead of the future. So it's usually good to have um, or to learn different skill sets to um, figure life out or to um, adjust whenever there are any adverse changes in this journey of life. Thank you so much, Simon, for the time to speak. There's Lavender. Thank you again. Thank you, Lavender, for your perspectives. Uh, we'll move swiftly to uh, our you. friend here, Freedom Udele. How are you doing? And uh, what are your thoughts in regards to my conversation with Sabrina and also the proverb we are discussing from Egypt today? Mm. Simon, how are you doing? I'm Freedom Udele from Nigeria. I'm doing mm. great. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Yes, yes. I came I came late, so I didn't really add everything Sabrina was saying. But my point of view towards this uh, topic is say that uh, one fruit is not enough to work with. Mm, yeah, 
it's true because you as a human you can't expand without people you need people you need humans like you my dream is always to build my continent my country but i can't do it alone i will always need people Excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, Brother Ath, how are you doing and where are you joining us from today and what is your perspective on uh, the proverb and also maybe a comment on my conversation with Sabrina? Peace and love, family. This is Brother Ath. coming from the North Carolina Territory. And, uh, you know, it's always a blessing to be able to share the ancestors' wisdom with the family. And uh, as far as far as your conversation with Sabrina, you know, I, I think it's uh, very beautiful the work she's doing, you know, to, to, to try to create because it, it's a conversation I often, you know, have with people. You know, do you think uh, people are products of the environment or, you know, do, does the environment control on how, who the person becomes or is it what? up to the person themselves to determine and you know just depending on who you ask some people think that the environment make the person and then some people think you know it's a, a conscious decision on what a person uh, ends up being but let me say this understanding that uh a lot of times coming from a broken home or a traumatic home a lot of time we uh pass these curses and uh, generational traumas down, but uh, trying to uh, proactively uh, create a healthy environment environment for these uh, for children or for families to uh, begin to raise uh, the you know for families to thrive together is that's something very beautiful and important and you know kudos to her for all of the work that, that she's doing and uh, i'm gonna be, be brief with the proverb uh one foot is not enough to uh, walk with and you know a, a couple of the family members who spoke before me you know shared a lot of the sentiments that i would about this and i, I just looking at it you know uh in order to, to create movement you know uh one one foot ain't good enough to to walk. So, like you said, sometimes it takes more than just the basic or just within self. Uh, sometimes it takes a village to uh, raise the child or you know achieve the focus goal. And I'm gonna park my plane right there. Peace and love, family, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much for your contribution. Uh, I invited uh, Captain Captain Dominique to join us today. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, share with us, you know, uh, your perspectives. Uh, and uh, I can't wait for you to continue being here with us. Uh, I'll pass you the mic. Just unmute at the bottom right. Um, uh, uh, thank you, Brother Simon, for giving me this chance to talk to you. I will start by saying something on what Sabrina was talking about. I think that's a good thing, and we all need to to at least talk about this in our communities. Uh, violence, more so in, here in where I come from, here in Kenya, 
it's a thing that is happening in a in a daily basis and it's something that we need to talk about and create awareness that uh, it's something that we can teach our people or create our awareness to our people and uh, tell them that uh, it's something that we can achieve by educating our people and uh, thank you so much sabrina for bringing this I would like to know more. It was brief, but I would love to know more about what you're doing. And that's good. Back to the today's proverb. I'll just want to explain uh, simple. I'll use a simple explanation to explain today's proverb. Uh, one foot is not enough to work with. Even a car cannot use one uh, tire. It will use four. Uh, some use three, like a, uh, maybe, but you can. It always shares some. We need to share these things so that uh, we can move forward. Uh, using the tire system or the tire narrative, you can just see that we need each other, like the proverb is saying. Thank you, Simon, for this time. I appreciate you giving me this chance. Excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, Captain is a journalist uh, in Kenya and uh, we are looking for ways to collaborate, especially with the blog that we've been writing for the African Father in America podcast. After every episode, we write a blog and uh, we've been looking for help and Captain and I have talked for weeks and weeks and now we are about to, uh, you know, start getting some work in place. So, uh, Sabrina, there are just two more people, Stella and Jay, who just want to add their voice and then we'll come back to you so that you just speak to what is it that anybody said that inspired you and then you're going to share what uh, we can do to support the work that you do and how we can stay connected with you. So Stella, uh, how are you doing today? Thank you for being here. Thank you, Simon. Hello, everyone. This is Stella from Kenya. And I came in late, so I missed Sabrina's speech. But I've listened to what everyone had to say, and I believe she's doing a great job. Uh, on today's proverb, one foot is not enough to work with. Uh, it's similar to another one that we talked about previously that talked about you can't dance with one leg. And when I first heard about it, I, I thought of a partnership. And uh, right now, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about how we have a lot of resources around us and how we have a lot of uh, natural resources that we are not exploring around us. And uh, we just want to see it, most of the time, we just want to sit and wonder where our help will ever come from. Yet, help is right within us. And uh, we realize that not working together, not networking enough, not uh, engaging in positive partnerships that can impact our lives positively is one of the things that is hindering us. So uh, we were just talking about the importance of partnering and 
having good partnerships to just explore what we have. Like if you look around, we have Lake Victoria around, there's fish, people can partner and, and have fish cages and keep fish, do fish farming. And we could even end up having those processing plants around Lake Victoria, fish processing plants. And I, I believe that can only done can only be done if we have good partnerships and come together and work together so that we don't think that we are not able to achieve anything. Yeah, and uh, that's what I wanted to share today. And thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Stella. Uh, hey, Jay, how are you doing? And uh, uh, where are you joining us from and what are your perspectives? <laughs> I'm joining you from Seattle and hello everyone. I will have to listen to the replay so that I can hear uh, what Sabrina shared. Uh, but in terms of the proverb, the first thing that came to mind was is that the lack of knowledge is crippling and misinformation and not doing your homework and the lack of an understanding of a situation or circumstances or relying on sound bites to make major decisions can be crippling. And because now that we're, you know, starting to vote on uh, different initiatives and candidates, uh, if you're just listening to little clips on, on television, you're, you're just hearing just a little bit about that person, which really isn't sufficient to make a wise choice when you vote, uh, that's extremely problematic. And so you re really need to do your homework, need to do your research. You need to try and have as much information as you can about a candidate or about an issue um, before you vote uh, because it can be extremely um, problematic if you don't. And that's my uh, response to that proverb. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate you as well. And I want to bring it back to you, Sabrina. What is it that you had that inspired you? And also, uh, after that, share with us how we can stay connected with you and uh, how we can support your work. Sure, sure. Thank you to everybody for your feedback, uh, for calling in and uh, all of the positive um, uh, all of you have been so positive, so which is great. Uh, uh, I greatly appreciate it. Um, with Oso oh Safe, I am proud that we exist, and it's been challenging. Um, I, but I feel like we are changing people's minds about residency, and and this is very good. You know. Uh, um, uh, especially when it comes to therapy, getting help. Everybody needs help, some sort of help. So there's no shame in that. And we make it a part of residency. So uh, um, I think that's very important. Uh, it, I just wrote a children's book. In fact, I don't know if you could see, but it's being sold on Amazon and on Barnes and Noble and I think a couple of other sites, but use it as a tool whether you're safe at home or not safe at home. Um, I'm very proud of the book. It was published by a great publishing company. 
Uh, I'll have that um, on all of my uh, social media websites, but um, it's for children to give them a voice that if they're not safe at home, to say who they feel safe with when they're ready. So um, I'm very proud of Oh So Safe and what we're doing, and I'm hoping that we, we just go further and further. Uh, my website is ohsosafe.com. We could be found on all the major web, uh, um, social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, and yeah, we have a lot of information on, on the website. But um, I want to say, just because you're a parent, it, it doesn't give you the right to abuse your child. Safety needs to become a required standard condition of residency. And all of us deserve to be in good relationships. All of us. So, and that's a practice. It, it's a practice, you know. Um, so, yeah, so that would be my closing statements. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sabrina. Uh, I, I really appreciate the time you chose to spend here with us today. And uh, I'm definitely uh, going to follow up with you to learn more, uh, you know, about also safe, but also how I can, how I can even uh, be more involved. So I appreciate you. Uh, all our viewers, thank you. Remember to subscribe to the channel. Uh, I really, really appreciate the support. If you haven't uh, given this video a thumbs up, also do that. Uh, I know that we have some, you know, amazing friends and contributors who are on Clubhouse from Lavender all the way to Jay. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Sambaza Podcast, thank you so much for joining us and listening into the show today. Uh, with that, we've come to the tail end of our conversation. Sabrina, I thank you so much, and I can't wait to have you on the show uh, in the near future. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo, live from Seattle, Washington, USA.